You are tuning in to an archived episode of the Tommy's Outdoors Conservation and Science Podcast. After you finish listening to it, why not take a moment to listen to one of the most recent episodes? I'm sure you'll enjoy it. This is Tommy's Outdoors 56. The benefits of being outdoors for mental health and well-being have been discussed on this podcast many times. Each time you have expressed a great interest in this subject, I got a lot of good feedback. So today we're back at it with Philip Stallard, who is a director and adventure therapist at New Wave Adventure Therapy. New Wave Adventure Therapy offers outdoors-based therapeutic intervention grounded in disciplines like psychotherapy, counseling, and social work. I had a great time talking with Philip, and I hope I get to talk to Philip again, uh, maybe on the podcast or maybe on some other production. And um, speaking about some other productions, in case you guys missed it, I'm putting more and more content on Tommy's Outdoors YouTube channel. So head on to YouTube, find Tommy's Outdoors on YouTube and subscribe to the channel. There is more content coming and surely if you are outdoors enthusiast, you're not going to regret it. So find Tommy's Outdoors on YouTube. All right. And uh, so now without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Philip Stallard and New Wave Adventure Therapy. Philip, welcome to the show. Thanks, Tommy. You are a outdoor therapist in a new wave adventure therapy. That's correct. Can you tell us what is that you do and what is new wave adventure therapy? No problem, Tommy. And new wave adventure therapy is an adventure therapy company that is a social work intervention based here in Kerry, but we cover all of Ireland. I suppose, and to start, what is adventure therapy? Yeah. Adventure therapy is the prescriptive use of outdoor adventure activities for therapeutic change. So basically it takes young people, adults off the couch into beautiful outdoor locations to work on resilience, to work on self-care and just to kind of work on whatever need is for that individual. So that's basically what we do. I'm a social worker and I'm an outdoor instructor. So basically what I've done is I've combined being an outdoor instructor and the clinical aspect of a social worker. And bringing both together, we formed New Wave Adventure Therapy. So it's a clinical intervention for young people mm. and adults. That's very interesting. You know, uh, the subject of healing properties of being outdoors is, yeah. is, is not something that we talk about for the first time in a podcast. And I had a number of people mm. who were, but you're probably the, the first person who are actually taking people outdoor hiking mountaineering doing doing stuff so it's not only like classical work on the mental health and and so on Mm. and knowing that being outdoors is a good stuff you're actually taking people outdoors. yeah so look as we all know being in the outdoors is therapeutic going for a walk on the beach just being in the outdoor environment is brilliant for mental health be it no matter what we do and i suppose everyone for their individual self-care they go for a walk they go for a run they go for a hike I suppose what I'm doing is it's prescriptive Mm. and it's clinical. So each person that comes to New Wave, they're referred for a reason. 
Mm-hmm. So what we're doing is we're literally taking our office outdoors. So does, do people need to be referred to you or well, do they can just, well, just, just like, show up and say, hey, you know, I think it would it would, it would do me good. Yeah, both, Tommy. Uh, base, a lot of the referrals we get are people who we work with are referred from government agencies, be it the Child and Family Agency or be it for HSE. But we get a lot of people with private referrals. So like that, yeah, if someone reads, you know what, I think I need to maybe kind of look at what's going on for me, say Mm. burnout at work or say their own kind of uh, mental health or whatever's going on for them. Or if they just think, you know what, I'm at a point in my life that I'm going through a change or I'm going through some kind of transition from, say, a loss of work or whatever is going on for them, they can reach out privately and we we have a basically meeting Mm -hmm. in the outdoors. Our office is the outdoors. It's Mm. the beach, it's the mountains, it's the rivers, it's the whole environment as what you see. So yeah, we meet with a person in the outdoors. All our work is completely outdoors. There's no Mm office-based. So it sounds cliche, but our office is the outdoors. So we'd meet Mm -hmm. with a person, we'd have a chat like you and I are, and then I'd ask the person, why why now? What's going on for them in their life that they feel they need a change? And what has, what they've done previously in their life, what kind of therapies they've engaged in or what has gone on or what their history has been. Sometimes people might've been kayaking before. They might've felt like, oh, this is good. I can get something from this. Mm -hmm. And it might be something that, okay, they can see the benefit of being in the outdoor environment, but also towards a goal. And I suppose everyone we work with, like once we do that orientation or assessment, we kind of put together a plan and like everything is individual to the person. So kind of how it works is we'd have a four hour initial assessment mm-hmm. or orientation and basically we're working on what's going on for the person yeah. so that we'd be discussing things like maybe life stages, maybe different things of what had happened in their life or maybe what supports are in their life or maybe where they kind of want to go or maybe what they want to improve in life. A lot of time it could be self-confidence, it could be self-worth, it could be identity or it could just be self-care. And from there then we we'd have a, like a six or 12 session program. And each session is four hours in a natural environment. And each session then would probably work on a team. Could be like resilience, could be self-care, could be whatever the person needs. And it's all individual to them. Mm-hmm. So that's what we've been doing with the last, I suppose, two years. Wow. But yeah, it's, uh, look, it's something I've worked on for the last, say, 15, 16 years. My background is working in um, a special care unit in Limerick with young people. Mm-hmm. And it was the case that young people were referred uh, from the state. Mm-hmm. And it was the case that it was, it's a special care facility that would be in a locked facility. They would engage in certain traditional therapies. It wasn't really working well for the young people. Mm. So I suppose I was hired as originally as an outdoor instructor. So in my background, it was a kayak instructor, dive instructor, and uh, like doing hill walking and different aspects like that. Yes. I used to bring young people into the outdoors and realized, you know what, there's something therapeutic happening here, but I didn't really understand, but I just realized it was, it was working. We were talking that their self-harm was decreasing, suicide ideation was decreasing, and they were happier. So I was like, okay, there's something about this. So I suppose with any of these kind of uh, interventions or anything, it has to be based in some kind of research. So I suppose I looked at it and looked at the kind of current research, look what was happening. And I suppose there was a university in New Hampshire that were combining outdoor education with social work. It mm-hmm. was uh, Dr. Michael Gass and Dr. Rita Tucker. They combined both. So they realized when you're in the outdoors, as we spoke about, it is therapeutic to bring someone to the outdoors as an outdoor activity. And that is therapeutic in itself. But if something comes up or if you need to work on something in a kind of that, like a clinical aspect, you need mm-hmm. to have the back end of a professional qualification. So I suppose that's why I went back and retrained to kind of combine both. 
Yeah. So I suppose that's where we are with New Wave at the moment. That's so, so that was actually, you know, you, you almost addressed one of my questions. Yeah. Because the question is like, how much of it is like you can actually go outdoors and do something mm. versus you do that with the instructor? You know, so what is, what is the what is that is it like they actually people never do that yeah and this is like a motivational part or mm. is it anything specific that that they need to go through the process being outdoors so it's like oh it's enough you know go for a hike and you'll be better you know it really depends on what the need is you know like i recommend like mental health is so connected to physical health like mm. once people go outside, they go for a hike, they go fishing, they go for a run. You're in the water. Completely, that's beneficial. There's massive therapeutic gain to that. And I think that's, that's great. And I think that's really, really important. But I suppose if someone has a real need, that if there's acute need, that there's, there's more going on there, mm. that like there is a mental health diagnosis or there is like someone's dealing with something that is a little bit more uh, kind of complex than they just need to get outside. Yeah, that's when you kind of need, I suppose, the kind of support and the backup yes. of, I suppose. So the situation already is kind of too far for just you know go 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 for a walk. You feel better. I, I think, but I think that's like as I add into like the program when someone works as part of the program, like they're given things like you go for a walk yourself. And I think what the whole thing is like when you work with parts of the say the intervention, it's about developing your own self care kit. So eventually, like we might work once a week okay. together and then we might work once every two weeks and once every month. But then eventually then they're on their own and then they've built up this resilience and this self-care that they can just, as you said, they can go for the walk. They can go for their hike themselves because they've built up those tools. Mm. And the whole thing about it is when you're working, I suppose, with an event therapist or I suppose with us, with new event therapy, it's about building up those, I suppose, tools. So that you can bring into everyday life. And the whole thing about New Wave is we're a community intervention. So we work with people, say, each week. And then they go back into their everyday lives, they go back into the community, and then they go for their walk. But I suppose they're working on what we've kind of developed as part of the sessions. Whatever was the, I suppose, the initial reason for them being referred. Like they're working on more the mindfulness, they're working on what's actually going on for them. And it gives them, uh, I suppose, a medium to work on. Mm. And that's what we do. But yeah, the whole point is that they... When they finish with New Wave, they have their own self-care toolkit developed and they have a whole kind of list of things built up that they can further keep going with themselves. Yeah. But yeah. So, so I, you know, I'm, I'm wondering, and again, mm. a lot of these things are obviously stuff that is, this is kind of repeatedly, you know, coming up on the podcast. I am wondering in, in your opinion, how much of it is the healing properties of being outdoors and how much of it is that the lifestyle we have is damaging yeah you know i think it's a really good question and i think yeah the lifestyle we have at the moment is completely a lot of it's quite toxic and i suppose the digital overload that we have mm. uh, tell me what we realized we're operating two years every single young person i've worked with what they said is they noticed was the silence that they've never had that quiet space to themselves that they could just think like we could be kayaking on Trelly Bay we could be in the lake and all these young people coming from all all walks of life they'll stop and they'll say do you know what it's quite it's the first time in their life that they can actually think that they don't and when you think about when me and you were younger maybe you'd have school and then you'd have the I suppose the social aspect there and when you went home that was it but these young people get 
like 24 7 like there's digital digit there's always something happening be it notifications be it alerts be it messages be there's they it's can't, terrible, isn't they it? can't escape so i think yeah yourself you, the question the technology and the lifestyle we lead completely but i think being in the outdoors like the outdoors is my partner therapist like i have young people who go out from Trilly here to go outside and it might be the first time that they've put their hands on a tree and um, might touch the tree the first time they put their hands into the sea like this to me is makes no sense yeah. but it's just about them actually getting that kind of quiet time and then that sensation to feel the cold water of the sea and it's all about just stopping in that moment and kind of yes. enjoying that moment and i think that's what it is like we hear words like mindfulness a lot and it's actually it's an amazing kind of idea it's amazing but you know what instead of there's huge amount of theory involved in it but if we just look at it basically it's about slowing down and kind of looking what's in front of you like <laughs> something small about like looking at the flowers looking at like the trees but like to stop for a second like how many times do we actually stop and see what's in front of us mm. like i know people that go into the outdoors and they have lovely walks and it's great and i'd see all these photos and i said have you actually seen the tree yourself because when you think about it, people walk with their camera out and very few people actually will look with your own eyes and take in that moment mm-hmm. so that's one of the things i ask from my clients and people i work with let's leave the phones in the in the defender let's just go outside and now unless it's a reason for a medical reason or emergency we, i always carry a phone just for mm-hmm. that reason but that for those things that they actually take in the environment with your own eyes and actually see and actually for the first couple of weeks they're all like if only i had a, fo- a camera now i could take this if only i could take a video of this i was like well what do you think it's like just to actually have a look at what you see like look at that beauty like we were paddling out in the lake in glenton essex and one young person came out and said this is beautiful i've never seen anything like this in my life he said that you know what i think i will keep this image in my mind that when i'm going through a bad time i can think of this and i said you know what that is exactly what self-care is it's building up all of those pictures and images and experiences that you can look at these when you're kind of going through a bathroom think that you know what there's so much more to life mm. like i work with a lot of young people that they're they're very down on themselves they're very negative and i suppose with everything they get with the social media what 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 they're meant to look like what you're meant to act like what you're meant to dress mm. like like there's so much kind of overload on them that they they don't know who they are anymore yeah so people ask me what comes up a lot on my sessions mm-hmm. and it's all about self-identity I, a lot of young people they don't know who they are anymore are they afraid Jeez. to be who they want to be or they just don't know who they want to be or self-esteem and self-worth like themselves they don't feel they're worth what we all see and what your family sees and what your support network see like i'm not doing anything like magical all i'm doing is kind of giving these young people and adults a safe space to see what i already see and what people see around them mm. and i suppose we're all so busy in today's world yeah. that these young people and adults they don't have the chance to stop and kind of reflect and kind of see what's going on for them and kind of to see what everyone else sees and i suppose what it is they they see what's in the media they see what's going on around them and it's just it's not a kind of a correct representation of what a young person should be in today's world yeah. and i guess that's all it is we're kind of bringing them into a great space we're giving them a chance to kind of see the environment we're doing activities now like every session is broke up into basically i reflect on how the previous week has been so they get mm-hmm. a chance to kind of tell me what their goods and bads are and it's always what they seem as what their goods and bads not what other people said and then mm-hmm. it's always good to kind of 
go further into that. Or why is it bad? Why do you think that's bad? Or why do you think that's good? Yeah. And then they're kind of questions themselves about like, okay, that is good. This is what I've done. So in a way, I was like, well, you've had an actual really positive week where they might be looking at, I've had a really bad week. But when you kind of lay it all down, they're like, okay, this was a pretty good week. And then you're framing yeah. then the activity. Okay, what we're going to do now for today is we're going to say go for a walk along the beach. As we walk along the beach, we're going to be uh, kind of surrounded by the, the tide is coming in. It's a beautiful day. Maybe pitch to kind of pick out maybe five or ten things to, to you for some reason why they kind of they, they catch your attention and then explain why. And then we're having that conversation about what's going on. Then we're stopping. We're having some food. We're having a hot drink on the beach. With that, then you're you're getting the young people to kind of maybe cook and like like that. I might say something. Have you ever cooked? Oh yeah, I have, I, I know I have to cook. But then, like say we might say cook some sausages or something on the beach. They've never cooked. I have people who are fifteen, sixteen. They've never cooked a sausage. <laughs> they they don't even know how to like cook for themselves. And I suppose do you know what? A lot of time I'm working with young people, and it's about basically them developing themselves for when they leave care or when they move out that they mm -hmm. can look after themselves like independent life skills yeah like i've worked with some people and i might say do you know what this week maybe go into the supermarket this week mm -hmm. pick maybe five or six ingredients and maybe bake something maybe cook something maybe do something and just have that process of picking ingredients and then putting it together. Like, I don't really mind what people cook or, or bake, but it's the process that they have to go into a supermarket. Yeah. They have to think of why they're doing it. They have mm. to understand the process. And that's what for us, it's all about the process. And then they come back and we talk to them about it. Like, how was that an extreme difficult day? Or like, they've never done it. Mm -hmm. So I suppose they've always had someone do stuff for them. Mm -hmm. And it's about kind of developing them as people. And it's about moving them on to the next stage that they can enjoy life, but they can, I suppose, flourish and move on. Yeah. But yeah, look, it's, and as part of that, then we do a lot of reflection. Yeah. So after the session, it's okay. So if we have gone kayaking or if we've gone climbing or if we've had food, it's like, what did we cover today? What's going on? And like, we use a lot of different metaphors about like what's going on for them in life and how they can relate it back to their everyday life. Yeah. So I, I think they're, the young people really enjoy it and we can see the outcomes are massive. Yeah. Like we, there's a lot of things with different clinical interventions. We use a lot of different kind of moderators and indicators on how you can measure outcomes. But the biggest outcome for us is these young people are going back into education. They're going back into training. They're going back into mainstream things that they weren't mm -hmm. part of before we work on. For us, mm -hmm. that's that's marvelous. And is it the majority of young people or is it like adults? It's majority is young people. But mm -hmm. yeah, I work with adults as well. Right. But yeah, the, I suppose majority would be maybe males, 15 to 17 years wow. old. But yeah, we work with male, we work with female. The, kind of, I suppose when we set it up, we kind of looked at, we didn't want to have some kind of a generic kind of group program mm -hmm. that, that already exists out there. And that's for a certain population. And it, it, it's a, it has a, a need as well. But I suppose for us, we wanted something that was individu like individual to the person. And I suppose I realized when I was working in different kind of same settings in Ireland, that there's very little kind of creative interventions for the individual. Mm -hmm. I suppose the intervention is made and then the person has to fit into that. But I suppose the way yeah. we looked at it is where we create the program around that person. Like the only thing that is similar is that happens in the outdoors. Like every single program is individual to that person. Like say we might go, uh, we bring all the different activities and I kind of, they're part of it as well. Like, what would you like to do today? And a lot of the young people I've worked with said, this is the first time with, working with any, I suppose, professional that they're asked, what do you want to do? 
what would you like to do? Hmm. Like, and sometimes we might just, we might have planned surfing, we might have planned kayaking, we might have planned hiking. They said, you know what? Can we just sit down and talk and cook? And we do. Hmm. And then look, sometimes what we do is we like might build some rafts, we might build something else. Wow. Like there's always something going on. But it's about, it's a creative way to kind of engage, I suppose, hard to reach. It, it almost makes me want to go and hang out with you guys. Because yeah, yeah. It, it, just, it just sounds great. Well, look, you know, it's every day, it's, It's something that we're passionate about. Mm -hmm. And I suppose that's why when we set up myself and my wife, Jasmine, we wanted something that was creative and that I suppose that was fun, but reaches kind of people on all different levels. And I suppose that's what happened since New Wave. And I suppose mm -hmm. since we've set up, we've seen the massive outcomes. We've got some great recognition. We, got, uh, we won the Connect Carry Innovation Award mm -hmm. this year, which was massive for us. And only a couple of weeks ago, we got nominated as the ones to watch in the European Business Awards. Wow. So we were like, wow. Congratulations. Is, we were like, this is amazing for us. Like, mm -hmm. this is like, we were looking at all the different awards or like hundreds of employees. And then there was like the two of us. Yeah. So then I was heading off to Glenton Essex last week. And then we got an email saying that in the European Business Awards, we won the national title of Entrepreneur of the Year. Oh. So uh, we're just like, wow, this is, but it's, it's really nice. Like for us, accolades and all that, it shows that we're doing something right. But I think yes. what it is, it, it's, it's good because it sees people in a lot of different categories. Like there's business professionals, there's academics, there's like different professionals being able to look at us from a whole different array of lenses and go, okay, these guys are doing something special. But for us as well as it's getting the message out there, what is adventure therapy and how do we do it? And the importance that it has to be done right. Yes. And I suppose I'm a pretty, I'm a big advocate of that. Like I'm an outdoor instructor, well, a long, long time, like 20 years I've been in the outdoors. I've seen the therapeutic benefits of bringing people into the outdoors. But I think what's important is adventure therapy is, it's the, like the clinical and the professional use. It's like this prescriptive use of adventure activities for therapeutic change. Mm. And I suppose what you have is, with any kind of new intervention, you have people just kind of bringing people in the outdoors and calling it adventure therapy. But I suppose at the moment, It's, it's an interesting space because it's, it's only grown, but I suppose in America and in Canada and in Australia, it's kind of, it's registered as a, a clinician, like it's a registered therapy. But I suppose in Ireland, it's just new and it's coming yeah. forward. So I suppose that's why it's important that I went back and trained as a professional social worker, yeah. that I'm Kuru recognized, New Galway recognized that it's, when someone literally trusts in you yeah. that you're going to the outdoors, they need to know that, okay, the person who is, I'm putting my trust in is a professional and he knows or she knows what's happening. Yeah. And I suppose that's a big thing in the space that yeah. like, I suppose you would have talked, there's a lot of different therapies, a lot of different interventions, but I suppose it is important that it's based in something. And I suppose our intervention is social work based. So yeah. it's strengths based, it's solution focused. And I suppose for us, relationships are key. And I suppose it's on the back of it's social work intervention. Yeah. And I suppose that's important. But look, I suppose the way we looked at it is it's important it's done right. And look, every moment we're, we're enjoying every, every day we're working. Uh, I, I'm sure of that. Look, Philip, you, you touch on so many things. Um, so first of all, you, you touch on something that I heard as being referred to that these days we're more documenting rather than experiencing. Yeah, yeah. And this is this, this thing that you said. Yeah. And you could see that. And, you know, you probably experience that i experience that that sometimes you're coming back from something hmm. and you have like a literally gigabytes of photos yeah and you probably never even look at those photos yeah yeah so completely it's, it's like it's like becoming a first thing to do just like take a photo rather than just stand up it's like 
What a beautiful landscape. It's like, no, no, yeah. no, I take a photo first and photo is, the, okay, I'm done. I can move on somewhere else. It's yeah. Like, so these are the, you see these tourists, they're coming in and it's like, okay, I have, I think like last week or two weeks ago, I was talking with, uh, with uh, Ellie from, from uh, Sea Synergy. Yeah. And she was saying about the uh, lady from Texas mm. and she, she came from Limerick to Ring of Kerry to do like, like one day. Yeah. It's like one day drive from Limerick, do the Ring of Kerry and come back. It's like, what the heck? Like, what yeah. you, like you don't even, it's, <laughs> it's, it's just, crazy. It's, you know, it's just to log experiences and people yeah. that that's, yeah, that's what it is. It's like, I need to take a photo of this. I need to do this. And like, I've seen that in some of the most beautiful locations around Ireland and around the world, people will rush up to a, a peak of a mountain, Take a photo and run off. Where like thing is, you want to go up there, you want just to experience. sit down there and oh, sit for an hour completely and just what's going. And on. I think that's what it is. It's living in the now and actually enjoying it, like for mm. what it is. And I think that's the biggest problem that what we have. Like we're too busy with stuff and we're living our lives on social media about what is actually what is actually our photos are what's going on there like that is what's actually going on at the moment people are, aren't about like i want to live my life i want to actually experience different things like we do a lot of different things where like even something small like we have uh, we go over to rock pools and i have young people even put their hand on the rock just to feel the rock mm. and they've never actually felt the texture you of found the rock. fish in those rock pools we do yeah we've there's a couple that's of little different fish and actually what we've what we started doing recently, which has blown my mind, is we used to go over to rock pools and uh, I'd have all the young people kind of saying, okay, we need to stop now and kind of just take in the moment about what's around us. And there was all this seaweed around us. Mm -hmm. And I'd have a lot of young people say, what type of seaweed is that? What's this? What's that? So I suppose I went off and I'd done a, a workshop and uh, we developed then, okay, the different types of seaweed. Mm -hmm. So now we'll actually stop. We will take in the moment and we'll discuss like, what the different seaweeds are and what we can do. And actually there's even parts of it that we can take some of the seaweed and cook on the beach. Mm -hmm. And actually it's, it's amazing like yeah. this. It's, and I suppose it's, it's shown the kind of young people about how to sustainably harvest seaweed about how something mad, like you can say, cut a piece of bladder rack and put it into a cup and have a, a cup of tea. Yeah. Like it just completely, it's an idea of seeing wanting, but I think what you're, what else we're all about engaging all the senses. Mm -hmm. So you're out in the water, you're seeing the seaweed, you're taking it, you're harvesting, it, you're cooking with it, you're tasting it, but it's about actually enjoying it and experiencing it. And I suppose event therapy is experiential education. It's experiencing yeah. different things. And that's what it's about. Like an example would be, I ask a couple of young people, have you ever made a raft? And mm -hmm. they're like, no, I never, I've seen them never. So we will actually put the raft together. We'll make the raft and then we'll go out and I'll, I'll let them off, build it away. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, is this right? And I was like, no, this is your raft. And this is about a kind of learning curve. So we go out and stay outdoor and the raft could fall apart. And they're like, but it's after falling apart. And I was like, yeah, we learn the consequences. Mm -hmm. And it's a case of this is something that we do. <laughs> and like, Initially, when we started, we have this kind of canopy that in the rain. And I said to one young person, we need to put this up. And it's like, okay, I'm not doing what you tell me. And I was like, that's absolutely no problem at all. The two of us sat there getting wet. <laughs> and it was a case of, okay. So I think that's what it's all about. That they end up kind of like, okay, this whole thing is about them. It's about them growing. It, and it's about this whole therapeutic relationship. That mm -hmm. it isn't just someone going, right, I'm going to tell you what to do. But it's a case of like, in that example, yeah, we sat there in the rain. And then the young person was like, well, we should put up the canopy. And I was like, we should. So <laughs> we put up the canopy, we lit the fire. And actually on about the fire, we at the very start, I was like, do you know what? We might do some of the outdoor cooking and some of the fires, 
But now it's such a massive part of the program that if we had a hot day and a young person might say, we're not lighting the fire, it's massive. But to even see a young person like create fire for the first time, now not with lighters and matches, with flint and steel or with a bow, mm-hmm. bow drill. Well, just, yeah, we've, now, you, if you've ever used a bow drill, you know, that can take a long time. Mm-hmm. But to see a young person's face when they've created yeah. something themselves for yeah. the first time i usually use a use like a it's like a fire starter with a paste and, oh and yeah with yeah a, with the steel yeah we use the, the flint and steel like yeah. it's always part of we have flint steel there's so many and we carry them with it but like the bow drill we'd yeah. use and then we'd see how it is but yeah it, it's it's massive and it's incorporating all those little things mm. into every session be how to start fire how to cook how to put up a shelter like there's a lot of different things and it's about like even small things like say we um we go down the beach and we put up uh hammocks on rocks with no mm-hmm. trees so we carry always have hammocks because i think it's a really important part of every session that we stop we kind of reflect and we just kind of have quiet because a lot of young people never have that time just to stop and reflect this is this is this is so huge and i'm i'm always always uh, not always but often describing that if you go into the rural mm. setting uh i have a friend our friend is running a fishing lodge yeah in, in, in county cork and the moment you go there, you drive on, you, 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 you get out of the car, you almost feel like everything is going slower. Yeah. Everything yeah. is slower and the people are kind of more relaxed. Yeah. It is like you, you feel like you almost moved to the, some different place. Where, oh, like, and completely. Like, like you said, like, it's, it's quiet at night. Yeah. It's quiet. Yeah. And, you know, it's, 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 it's quiet. Yeah. yeah. It's, no, <laughs> yes. It, it's, it's absolutely amazing. Like we, we, every, in my backpack, there's always a hammock. Mm-hmm. And literally we, we put it up. We just, no matter what it is, we'll stop. We'll have the hammocks up. And I have young people saying to me, I can feel as if I'm just recharging. Yeah. You know? And like, yeah, you are in these outdoor spaces with a beautiful green environment, but like they're just stopping. They're just taking it in and they're just having that quiet. Like we use the beaches a lot where we have no trees and I bring hammocks and it's like, okay, we need to put up a hammock here. And they're like, there's no trees. Mm-hmm. So it's a case of we find out how we can actually set them up just with rocks or boulders. And it's all about being creative. Yeah. So like that, we will have like maybe an hour or but so. This is fantastic because the, it's making the, them think. The, the, yes, yeah, exactly. They're processing it. And they do it rather than like, okay, this has to be like this way. And yeah. it's like, it's like, no, no. So kind mm. of like overcoming yeah. obstacles. And that's so, the key. So I, guess, so I guess this is one part of the thing that, mm. I, that I saw on your list on yeah. your website, the kind of learning to adapt and yeah. deal with the, with the situations, yeah. right? You know, it, it was like, I always love this, this exercises in mm. the military where they have like a jeep but the yeah. jeep is missing a wheel and yeah, you, need yeah. to do, you need to you need to think on your feet you need to adapt, do something with it it's, yeah, it, yeah this is i think this is such an important skill it's massive that then transfer to everything that you do and yeah. you know you really need to be sitting in the office mm. and you know i don't have experience with young people but i have a lot of experience working in the, in the office environment yeah. and and quite often it's like oh what, what are we going to do it's like dead end it's like no it's far from dead end yeah. it's like all these options you just yeah. you just have this mindset like okay no matter what you go forward there has to be a way and i, I think great. that's what you actually said there which was amazing because you've literally just hit the nail on the head like because i speak to some people and they're like okay i hear what you're saying you're bringing young people to the woods you're bringing young people for walks you're bringing them for kayaks and you're bringing young people building different things but how does that 
translate to everyday lives. And exactly what you said, everything you do when you're learning to overcome obstacles and you're learning to kind of deal with things on the go, all of that is transferable into everyday life. And that's what it's all about. Mm. Like, as you said, putting up a hammock without trees, that's about like if they're in everyday life, if something happens that they're able to deal with, or they're able to kind of deal with that, uh, kind of sit with that feeling. Yeah. And that was all about. Remember the, 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 the thought process. The thought pro- it's the process that they can deal with a problem. It's problem solving in life. And I suppose that's what we do. So that literally we build them up that they have this resilience and kind of, it's a toolkit. Mm-hmm. So if they come up against anything in everyday life, no matter what it is, that the transferable skills that they've learned with adventure therapy that they can bring into their everyday life. That is the key. Mm. So that literally if something comes up, no matter what it is that they don't pass that exam or something happens that someone gets sick, they know, or whatever, mm. whatever happens in their life that they can kind of sit with that. Okay. Okay. What's going on? Okay. How, how do I react to this? Yeah. How this attitude. And I think and, so. Yeah. And then being in the outdoors, I guess it allows you, like you said, be more connected with yeah. your thought process and like so, what's yeah. going on because you're not getting bombarded by all I these think, things yeah. and so you learn quicker i think so and uh, it's 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 fantastic do you have any do you do you have any problems with getting referrals so you you find that sometimes people have an attitude towards like well you know these people are playing in the mud but you know do you, you know, better I, go to the you know professional you know to give you a you know a yeah. pills and whatever no do you know what it's it's a, it's a really good question and i guess tommy that's the reason why i went back and became a social worker and i guess mm-hmm. what it is is like it's not as if we're just out kind of playing in the mud which we can play in the mud in the sand but like it's it's professional social work it's grounded in social work theory so like i have the agencies like the social workers mm-hmm. mental health and child protection who refer to me, who trust what we're doing is right. Yeah. And I suppose they can see the outcomes for their young people. And the good thing about it is young people are a pretty good judge of mm-hmm. what you do. And they're very honest. They're not tied to any mm-hmm. kind of constraints. Yeah. So all it takes is for a person to ask these, how they're getting on, what they're learning, how they're like incorporating into the program and how it's actually affecting everyday life. And then you can see it then in the outcomes where some people are, the young people are not self-harming. They don't have any more of these kind of strip of thoughts and they're going back into aid, education, to training, to different yeah. things. But yeah, like any new um, intervention, it takes time. Yeah. And I suppose it, at the very start, we made sure that we built it right. We had like a proper structure in place. We knew what we were going to do. But look, like any kind of, I suppose, micro business, you take a chance. Like you yeah. mightn't get referrals. You work for yourself. Mm-hmm. We're not government funded. So mm-hmm. like if we don't, if we don't work, like we don't keep the lights on. But mm-hmm. I suppose we have been lucky that kind of suppose in Kerry, there's been massive supports, like the agencies yeah. trust in what we do. Well, I guess that the people who ever went through your program yeah. then have no doubt and then they can refer other people. See, this to, is it. And I suppose program. word of mouth is massive. Like you can have as many brochures and you can have as many websites mm-hmm. and different things. But I think words of mouth, when people have worked with you and they have actually gone through your program, that they tell people and that the truth in that and the honesty in that referral is massive. Yeah. And yeah, I have people ring me and say, you were working with such and such a person. Can you help me? Or can you help my, yeah. my son or my daughter? Or, and we say, look, you know what? We can, we'll sit down, we'll talk, we'll tell them exactly what we do, what we're constrained to, what we, how we could work for their, I suppose, individual inquiry, like inquiry or yeah. whatever's the situation. But yeah, yeah, I guess that's, and I suppose that's why it's great, I suppose, to have these awards because it yeah. shows recognition of what we're doing yeah. is important to have people kind of, Because I suppose we're in our own little bubble here in Kerry, but mm-hmm. to have people outside, in, I suppose in a European scale, kind of saying, okay, what these guys are doing, it's something special and it's something 
kind of exciting. So I yeah. suppose that's important. Yeah. But yeah, I think having referrals from people who have gone through a program is really, really important. Yeah. So you actually went, like you said, you went back and you'd, you'd done your certification as a social worker yeah. precisely to get the credentials. Yeah. So to, to kind of not have these against you that, oh, who is this guy? Well, do you know what? I guess what it was is I um, say when you're, you're kind of, I was, when I was working in a place in Limerick, I was out with young people the whole time and I was doing all the outdoor, I had all the outdoor learning, I had all the outdoor education. So a lot of that is based in experiential learning and I had a lot of different things, but I was like, if there is so many other aspects coming up, like trauma-informed care, strength-based, there was a lot of different kind of things come up that I wasn't fully aware of. So I think it's important that something like adventure therapy is grounded in a professional qualification. So when I actually looked mm. at the people who were writing the books, they're like, what is adventure therapy? They're like, adventure therapy is like the prescriptive use of adventure activities given by a per, like a, a qualified mental health professional, yeah. be it a social worker, a psychiatrist, a psychologist. So it was like, for me to have kind of this basis going forward, it was really important. So yeah, I went back and retrained because I knew if I didn't have that grounding in like in clinical work, mm -hmm. it, it, I, I wasn't going to be able to kind of answer and be there for the people I work with. Like sure. all I'd have would be an outdoor instructor. Yeah. And the thing about it is being an outdoor instructor in people the outdoors, there's massive benefit from that as well. Mm -hmm. But it's not what, it's not adventure therapy. It's yeah. more like an adventure experience, which is a good thing in itself. Mm. Like so many times that me and my wife might book in to go and stand, stand the paddleboard with another company. It's nice just to forget about what's going on and yeah. get out into the water. Yeah. But like if I want to talk about like maybe childhood trauma to that instructor, He's not qualified to do that work. Okay, so you know, so this is so that so you're touching on important on a difference between adventure experience, yeah. and adventure therapy. See, I which is you, more methodical. I, I think so. I give you a good example. Like I had um, a young person come to me one time, and he said that like it was a case that he went with uh, another adventure therapy company or more outdoor instructors, mm -hmm. and he was like, okay, this is going to be great. So we got into the kayak, and they were kayaking. And then he basically came out with something that was like a disclosure. Mm -hmm. And then the instructor who was running the session said, oh, just hold that now and we'll finish paddling. And when we get back, I'll, uh, I'll refer that on for you. And so you have a young person sit going, okay, I've opened up here. Yeah. This has gone nowhere. Yeah. And so let's just finish kayaking. You keep that inside. And so then I go back. So this is where. So the, oh, so the window of opportunity the window, opened and it was completely missed because we completely were actually kayaking at the so moment. So with us, if something like that happens, yeah, you can refer on to the clinician as well. But you stop and you talk about what's going on for that young person because that's the, that is the why we're doing the work. Yeah. The kayaking, as I said, it's all, it's amazing to do it. But all of the outdoor activities is just a medium to engage with the young people. Yes. Like, so these young people, they don't want to work, go into an office. Like, even for myself, Tommy, being sitting inside here, talking to you across the mm -hmm. table, this is for me quite, this, I'm not used to this. Mm -hmm. I normally more used to if we were walking down the beach or if we were rock climbing together and talking or mountain biking, mm -hmm. it'd be more natural. But imagine me sitting here and I'm telling you how I feel as a young person, what was the first time I had an outdoor experience? It would feel kind of artificial, yeah. kind of having that conversation. But if we were out fishing, You'll yeah. be telling me that you went fishing with whoever brought you fishing for the first time mm. or brought me fishing. We have this kind of shared experience, which feels different. And mm. it doesn't feel that kind of intrusive. But mm. I think when someone, so that's what it's about. And yeah, and that's the reason why I went back and trained yeah. as a social worker. And like that, every day for us, Tommy, is learning. Like there's mm. not one day I come off my session and go, 
I've learned something new. I learned, and I'm always looking at new research. Like there's research coming every day and every day. I think one of the most important things we've done is when we set up, I was like, okay, I know this amount, but like if I come against something that I'm not sure of, where do I go? And I suppose that's a big kind of uh, big question that a lot of adventure therapists around the world didn't have. So I suppose I looked at the main academics in the world and the main kind of uh, practice and people are doing adventure therapy. And I found uh, a lady in America called Dr. Mary Lung, who's a clinical psychologist, mm-hmm. and she clinically supervises me. So mm-hmm. every couple of weeks, every three or four weeks, I have clinical supervision with that lady, like via kind of Skype or Zoom. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of saying that this is what I'm doing, this is what I'm working. So she challenges my practice, kind of have you, why did you do this? Why did you do that? Oh, okay. right. So I think it's very important that when we're working with vulnerable people, that it's grounded in academia, grounded in research, and grounded mm-hmm. in professional practice. So I suppose that's where I'm bringing the difference between where my adventure therapy is and where maybe another person coining the word adventure therapy. Yeah. And I suppose it's an interesting concept where I suppose in Ireland at the moment, it's not a protected title where a social worker is a protected title. Like mm. you can't just call yourself a social worker in Ireland. You have to go back. You have to do the yeah. social work masters. You have to do the clinical practice. You have to do that. But like in Ireland, adventure therapy, someone could say, I, I do adventure therapy. But yeah. like when you drill down into it, fishing. <laughs> you see, this is it. And it, it depends on where you are on the spectrum and what is. And I suppose mm. when we set up, that's where we, our space where we're in. Now, like there's space for different, I suppose, interventions, depending what's needed. Like, you know, you yeah. could go out, like someone could say, I'm bringing you fishing therapy, depending what it is. And yeah. the kind of word therapy, it's an interesting word. But I think yeah. when you're dealing with vulnerable people and when you're dealing with kind of complex cases, it has to be grounded in a professional yes, because the responsibility is huge so, yeah. because it's you're massive. kind of responsible for for their lives yeah you're, and once you open up that kind of jar and like yeah. people are trusting you and what we say is like we're creating this safe space and i suppose what new wave kind of had from day one was that literally when the young people meet with me they'll only ever meet with me mm-hmm. like they won't meet with my like jasmine my wife she deals with all the kind of, say, referral on the organization. So if you mm-hmm. ring as a social worker or a guardian or as a professional or as a parent, you may talk to Jasmine. Mm-hmm. But like in the outdoors, it's me all the time. Yeah. And the thing about it is what it is, what we're kind of proud of is the young people, they only tell their story once. So mm. like every young person who works at me, and we do normally 12 sessions and then we might do a follow-on program. Mm-hmm. They know that every day they're going to meet with me. That I'm kind of on the journey with them the whole way through. So you, they're building kind of bond. They're and building a bond. It's all about like a therapeutic alliance and a relationship mm-hmm. that they'll always. So it'd be no point if they're thinking I'm going to meet Philip today and then Tommy's there today. Sorry, Philip is busy. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, well, yeah, you know, they have to start over that kind of relationship with yourself yes. and all that. And I don't think that's, I suppose, good enough, especially oh, when people are given their time to kind of invest in what you do. And that's why we do. It's all individual and yeah. the whole program is individual to the person. Yeah. But yeah, look, it's, as I say, every day is learning yeah. and it's like we're enjoying it. Do you think that uh, in, the, in the recent years, there is a more and more, you know, this type of issues and there's a more and more need of, of what you do? Or is, is, was it like all, because this is, this is, this is something that, is, that fascinates me, you know, whether we as a society mm. became, you know, weak and dysfunctional in some ways yeah or whether it was always there only it wasn't visible because people were not paying attention yeah. because life was so much harder and they just don't have time Do you know that. what i think it, it was always there like there was always an element that young people were struggling with different things i think the way society is at the moment it's more 
There's the, mm. and I think maybe even the young people's support networks, like parents, maybe are, could be so busy with work and different things. I think there's so much kind of pressure for young people to be a certain way, to look a certain way. And I think back in my day, we never had, I suppose, uh, social media. So we didn't know how you were really mental. We had the TV and different things. Mm. But I think there's so much kind of pressure. Like I remember when I was a kid, I remember the first lady who brought me snorkeling in the Cumber Mountains. And I still remember that, you know, uh, that experience as someone has stopped for a second, taken time to bring me snorkeling. And whilst I was in the water, I noticed that it was quite, it was amazing. I could see fish. And then I realized, you know what, there's more out there than my small country town. Mm-hmm. And I suppose I always had that feeling that someone else would stop for a second and give that time to me. Mm-hmm. And I suppose what's massive dealing with young people now is literally that one responsible adult that someone can actually stop. And like young people come from all walks of life, all different types of family units, family setups. And it's like, sometimes they just need that time just to stop and kind of be listened to and kind of see who they are and what they can become. Right. But, and I think that's why we use the outdoors. I think yeah. it's a massive kind of medium. And I think it's massive catalyst for change. Yeah. For so you people. see like this, this is getting more and more because, of, I think because so. of the technology. And it seems like, a, like the, the technology, as good as it is and as makes our lives, you know, better and easier, it's yeah. screwing up so many things, yeah. you know? But like, yeah, it's should think about like the, how many young people get outdoors at all. Like, you know, they're, they're on screens all the time. You know, yeah. they're, and I suppose when you think about like their like obesity in this country and across Europe, it's gone through the roof. So young people aren't active. And I suppose when you're not active, yeah. like physical health and mental health, they're so connected. Oh, so, absolutely. And, and I think that's what's going on at the moment. I don't think people are like exercising mental health. And the thing about it is mental health, it's, it's, it's always moving. Like, you mm. know, like I personally, myself, I look at mental health as close as physical health. Like we can all have bad days. Mm-hmm. And I think to have a kind of a plan and to have ourselves that we, we kind of know how to look after ourselves. And I think it's really, really important that we look after our own self-care, like our own self-care plan. Like myself personally, if I ever get grouchy, I mm-hmm. nearly have to take my surfboard and go into the sea. Even if there's no waves, I'm paddling just to get in the water. Mm. And I think we have to incorporate that into our everyday lives. Like yeah. you hear words like that, self-care, it's thrown around a lot, but I think it's about to actually put it into practice for yes. each person. It's taking action. It's right? action. It's easy to say the word, but yeah. I think like, whatever you do yourself and for me yeah it is it's mountain biking it's surfing it's walking it's getting into the sea like every night without fit i try and go down to the sea and just to jump in for a swim no matter what it is mm-hmm. and it like it just kind of recharges me for the next day yeah so like if i'm talking to someone i'm saying look you need to work on your self-care what is your self-care practice what's your self-care plan this is what i do and this works for me it mightn't work for you yes. but this works for me and then you're kind of talking about what do you like doing And then they're, well, actually, I like blah, blah, blah. Well, maybe that can be your self-care plan. Because the thing about self-care, it's what works for you. Not like, not what works for your friend or your your husband or your wife. No, it could be. It's all, it's good to have a look around and see what each person is doing. But I think it's about having something individual for each person. Yeah. And it, I think it almost have like a self-care might have like a bad connotations that mm. you're doing something unnatural or you need to take, you know, do self-care. Well, I think well even, this is like, yeah. you know, I like cycling. So I go cycling yeah, yeah. every day or every second day. That's my self-care. Yeah. This is like kind of nothing unusual yeah. right i'm not ill i'm not there's nothing wrong with yeah, me that i need it. self-care i need self-care because this is what i do i yeah i like fishing yeah you know i have a i have a friend who is is working in the kitchen in the hotel mm. right and he's probably one of the toughest 
people I know and one of the hardest working people mm. I know is yeah. incredible. And he's also probably one of the best anglers I know. Mm. He's, he's fishing all year round. Yeah. He's fishing in all the conditions. And this is, I, I know, and he knows this mm. is so much connected. Yeah. Because if he doesn't have this fishing part of his life, mm. the, the rate that he, like he's working so mm. hard, it would absolutely crush him. Oh, completely. It would crush every person, yeah. right? And it's like, how you do that? You're so tough. Well, this is how he does. Mm. He, he comes back after, after grueling day at work in the kitchen. Yeah. And guess what? He puts on his waders, he gets the rod, yeah. he goes in into the surf, and he fish for yeah. hour, two hours, three hours. He may catch nothing. Mm. But this is this element and this is and you say like oh you're doing self-care but mm. really at that level you don't think about this as a self-care you just but, this is part of who you are and what you do and that's, that's what makes you doing. stronger yeah that's what he's doing he is in practice looking after his self-care and that's what he needs to that's what we all need to do but like that is he's able to put apart his everyday life his work life and go okay this is him time but I think when we use the word self-care, it's like looking after ourselves. People are like, well, why? Like, mm. when do we actually... like? Nothing have, is wrong with me. I but, <laughs> but see, that's it. And people think that, oh, yeah, if I need to do this, is there, am I sick? Am I unwell? Mm. Or do I have some kind of label? And it's not. You know what? I think that we all need to look after ourselves and each other. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the big thing. People don't. They don't give... They give time for everyone else. But like... Will they kind of stop and look after themselves? And I think people think it's kind of selfish or something that some of my yes, yeah, it's, it's it's almost like you know this feel of guilt. Like yeah. uh, uh, I feel guilty. Well, not I, but like I feel guilty. Right? I'm I'm going, you know, six hours cycling, or I'm yeah. going fishing, or I'm going somewhere. So yeah. like, I should be doing something yeah. else, mm. right? And then I heard about this concept. This like I'm gonna sacrifice myself, right? And I'm not gonna like. And then actually, you're not sacrificing yourself. You're mm. sacrificing everybody around well, you. completely. Because you need to be the strong. And, and I think it's especially happened a lot around around males, around mm. around men yeah, yeah, who yeah. have a family. And yeah. they reaching that point is like, I'm going to sacrifice myself. I'm going to yeah. work as hard as it. And like, look, this is this is bad, right? And because you, 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 you need your family yeah. need you to be strong oh, and take care of them. so you you you're not doing anyone no. any you know any good by sacrificing yourself oh, like go out and cycle go out and go fishing no. come back strong and then you can take care of your family while you're strong so this is it look this, this whole concept of sacrificing yourself for like it just doesn't work it is and i think in our society i think even as you said like male ego it's like a case of you know, do I need to do this for myself? Is it like, as we spoke about, selfish, but like you can't pour from an empty cup. Mm -hmm. Like if you are looking after your family, you're looking after whatever. And a lot of caregivers, they would give a lot of, like a lot of professionals working in the care environment, they give all themselves to whoever they're working with and they don't look after themselves. Mm -hmm. And what happens then is you've got this massive occupational burnout. Yes. And that's why we get, we're getting a lot of calls now, which it was an area I never thought was when we set up, like from corporates ringing us and saying, well, actually, I run this company, I run that company, um, but I'm feeling tired. I'm not sleeping at night. I feel fatigued. I'm feeling down, but yeah. I, I shouldn't be feeling down. And it's a case of they're burnt out because yeah. they're not looking after them. And it might be a case of just to bring them out onto the middle of Tralee Bay. We, I brought a, a guy out recently enough into Tralee Bay. We were looking at the seals. 
there was a sunset there and he was like oh my god you couldn't pay for this and i was like well, <laughs> this is and he's like i you mean i could just do this myself i goes you could do this every night you like once you have your and he was like oh my god yes he rang me the next day and he said i i slept last night i feel regenerated <laughs> i've been telling people about this and they think i'm completely off the wall but it's <laughs> oh, but it's just about people just don't realize that they really really need to look after themselves mm-hmm. and that's why i suppose we're, we're getting calls from different companies different like agencies to kind of just have talks with people about because it's just it's a simple enough idea it's just looking after you mm-hmm. but it's about putting that into practice because i suppose say i have this google thing on my phone that i get any research about adventure therapy or self-care or attach mm-hmm. i get it all and it's just reams and reams of massive stuff but to kind of suppose digest all of that for anyone normally every day it's just so much but the whole key to it all is mm-hmm. just look after yourself mm-hmm. and that's it find something you want to do and give yourself that time and maybe something even small about leaving, like we started recently enough that if I come in, I leave the phone in the jar in the hall mm-hmm. that we don't have phones kind of on the table, that mm-hmm. our phones are switched off at a certain time. Just to have that kind of, because like, think about it. When was the last time you went to a restaurant? We went to a restaurant recently enough, myself and my wife, we looked around. It was like amazing food by an amazing chef here in Tree. And there was people are all around on their phones. Yeah. Take, taking photos of everything. It, it just breaks me. It just breaks me up. You can see the couple on the holiday yeah. and they're each on their own phone. Their phones. Like, they're not looking at each other. It's like, what the, what's wrong? All on their phones. And it's just about like, and just a small thing about like, you'd have like a couple at night and then literally they're sitting there in their house and it's this disconnection with people. So like you're, and I think that's what a lot, even for couples, I, I work with some couples and the, like they're, they're having say, let's say relationship issues and what's going on. And I kind of talk about like, you know, like what, what is, tell me about your typical day. And then maybe have a look at your screen time. And they're like, well, we only have maybe f- two or three hours each, with each other in the evenings. Maybe that's the reason, but they look at, they're under their screens six hours a day. Mm-hmm. So even when they're there, they're not present in that moment. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the kind of thing. Like if I could, if anyone could take away from what I'm saying is just be present in the moment, look after yourself and kind of maybe just take a moment that you enjoy something small, like, like you go for a walk, you look at a flower, you, 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 you pick a blackberry, just taste it. I asked actually people one day, I said these people a challenge, go for a coffee in town somewhere, actually drink a cup of coffee and tell me what that coffee tastes like. Because people, and a woman came back to me who I worked with in the last couple of weeks. She's been drinking coffee every day of her life for the last 40 years, mm. and she's never tasted coffee. <laughs> she said, I actually went, and she sat down, and she said, I taste it, and it has this bitter flavor. It has this kind of chocolate tones. And I was like, okay. I was like, do you know what you're doing? You're mindfully drinking a cup of coffee. I yeah. said, do you drink? She goes, I drink a glass of wine. I was like, well, do you actually drink a glass of wine? She goes, not really, no. I was like, think about, mm. like, if you do things in your everyday life, the smallest things, like whatever it is, just be in the moment and kind of actually enjoy that moment. And it will mean so much more to you. It's just to, to stop, to slow down and enjoy it. But pe- people don't. And I guess because we're so busy. Like life, is like, like life is so busy at the moment. And I suppose there's so much competition for work, for accommodation, for just progression, progression. Mm-hmm. And I guess, you know, what? it's about how are we kind of evaluating success? As and, that's exactly that's yeah. exactly it you know and i <clears throat> i don't remember where but i heard that this fantastic quote that someone was saying like you know you you think you had a success right you yeah. have your house your company your yeah. cars your all these yeah, things yeah. 
but you're unhappy. Yeah. Like you built a shitty house. Yeah. You know, you're like, yeah. like it's, it's all like, do you think you have a success with yeah. all these things? But yeah. you're unhappy. Like, I sat down talking to a man recently and he said, I'm unhappy. I don't know why. I should be happy. And I said, well, we'll talk to you. He said, well, I, I own this massive house. I have this beautiful car. I have this massive company. I have never wanted for money. I can go anywhere I want in the world. I'm in traffic all day. I don't see my family. I, and I was like, just, just stop, slow down. <laughs> like, what have you said? And he was like, well, and then when you actually kind of just have a look at what's going on there yeah there's no connection with people with mm -hmm. your family what's important mm -hmm. like there was a really interesting piece of research done that i think there was psychiatric nurses and mental health nurses they interviewed people on their deathbeds about mm -hmm. what they would further regret or what they would have changed in their life and these are people who ran massive companies massive things in their life and they said what i would have changed is i would have literally not got went for that promotion not got, i would have stayed and maybe spent more time with family, more time with loved ones. Mm -hmm. So like today is interesting. Today is International Coffee Day. And mm. I was like, how many people I've, I get texts every week from friends going, oh, meet for coffee. And I'm just so busy with stuff. But you know what? I think it's important that you stop mm -hmm. and kind of go, you know, have that coffee with the friends, have that coffee mm -hmm. with a loved one, or just stop and kind of have that connection and have that time. Because I think we lose it. I lose it myself. Because mm -hmm. we're kind of running, like, I suppose there's the other side. Of it. We're running a business. We're running a business from home. Like, our office is the beach. Mm -hmm. But, like, we're always kind of, we have our meetings as we're walking and talking. We've got two young sons. We're mm -hmm. running, like, it's, you're trying to run a family. You're trying to run a house. You're trying to run a company. You're yeah. trying to look after yourself. And then you're, you're, you're trying to be a husband and wife. You're trying to have that time as well. But, like, it's important then that you just try and plan out what's important and what's the quality time. Like, yeah. I think my son said to me one day, he goes, Dad, can I book in an adventure with you? Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, every day I'm doing these adventures with young people all over the country. And I was like, okay, my own son is saying, and I was like, okay, this is important. So like every week then we will do an adventure. We'll go look for treasures in the woods. Mm -hmm. we'll, but we make sure that we're on the, on the beach most evenings if we can. But yeah. it's important, if at all possible. Like, now you don't have to be restricted by where you live. There's green spaces all over the country. Mm -hmm. Even if it's the smallest little thing, I think just to have that space with your son or your daughter. I think it's so, so important. And I think that was one of the reasons we set up, I suppose, New Wave. I want to be able to have my own time that I could spend time with my son, spend time with both my sons. And I think that was really important that we could kind of manage our own time. But we're just still, I think it's all about balance and equilibrium. I think mm. it's, it's easy for me to sit here, this is what, but like I'm only learning equilibrium myself about what's important and how I can manage it. But I think every day is different. You have to see what you can manage and, but look at what you can put in place. But I think what's about mm. is finding out what's important to each person yeah. and what's important to yourself. Absolutely. So listen, um, before we wrap this up, tell us like what what people can expect on the, like what type of activities they can expect with oh, yeah. the adventure um, review. Look, I, we, I know you kayaking, you know. Is the, yeah, look, it really, as I said, it depends on the young person. But yeah, we, like there's a lot of that. So how big is the group? It's one to one. It's one to one. But oh. basically, actually, it's one to one or it can be a family unit. Okay. So like, say if, if the a young person was referred or a family came to me and basically I can work with a family, I can work with siblings, I can work, but it's always going to be the one kind of family unit or the one young person. There's never going to be like a whole different, different group scenario. Okay. So they're not, like, that's, 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 that, that's important because like somehow in my head I had like, no. you, you have a, like a group of people. And no, no. I think it, the important thing for us was, it was one to one. And I think it's kind of sat with me. I brought two young people a long, long time ago. I think it was about 15 years ago. I brought two young people mountain biking mm -hmm. and both young people had very low kind of self-confidence. 
and one young person then was way better on the bike and the other person wasn't even able to cycle a bike. Mm-hmm. And I'm realizing I'm bringing these two young people cycling and I'm nearly feeding into this person's self-esteem because he's not as good as that other young person. Yeah. Now, team dynamics and working as part of a group is important. There is massive benefits from that. And maybe eventually down the line, I will look at incorporating group work into maybe people that have gone through the program or mm-hmm. it depends on the, the people. But normally the people I work with individually, one-to-one is key. And yeah. but yeah, activities, mountain biking, kayaking, stand-up paddleboarding, outdoor craft, bushcraft, diving. Like it really depends. Climbing. Like right. we're we're pretty good. Like I'm an instructor with a lot of different yeah. activities. And and you also have all the equipment, so yeah. they so they yeah. then don't 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 have to worry if they don't have a kayak. No, no, no. Basically we have uh, we have this it's funny, my friends kind of the adventure vehicle. So we have this vehicle that <laughs> we got uh, we got built actually. It's a custom vehicle that we got built mm-hmm. by uh, Striker Land Rovers in Alcashla. Oh, right. I went to Ian there from uh, Striker Land Rovers and said, Look, this is the idea of my company. This is what I want. And this is what, and he said, yeah, I, I, I kind of, he kind of felt where we were going with it. He had a good creativity. And so we built the Land Rover from the ground up. Mm-hmm. And I suppose for us, it was metaphor in itself. It was like having a solid base. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to have something that was a solid base. So we got a, a galvanized chassis brought over from the UK and we built it from the ground up. Uh-huh. And that's what we've done with New Wave. We built it from the ground up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we have this vehicle that we have all our gear. And the vehicle then doubles as the whole, like you can cook at the back of it. We have a fridge oh, on it, so we have cold drinks. Is it, is it proper? Proper, yeah. We've, it's all geared <laughs> awesome. out to, like, if we are, uh, if we were off, like, I do sessions around the country. Mm-hmm. So I could be, like, in Donegal, I could be in Dublin, I could be anywhere. So, like, the vehicle, I could literally be off the grid for two or three days. And, it, like, there's a dual battery in it, so it can power all the devices, like the cameras, if I wanted, or for whatever needed, like for right. recharging the lights or anything like that. Okay. And even on it, there's, like, we have a canopy, we have a change room on it. Wow. So, like, it's, yeah, it's an adventure vehicle. So we can set up base anywhere. And we have, like, the standard paddle boards, which are the inflatable paddle boards. Uh-huh. We have the surfboards, we have the kayaks, we have the climbing gear, we have the dive, we have everything. That's awesome. I mean, like, that's, that's awesome. Like, I could, I just can't imagine, like, you, you take a young person yeah. who is spending all the time, you know, kind of in a, in a urban setting with a phone and you just take it two days off the grid. Oh, come it's, it's kind, kind of, it's almost like a shock therapy. It's like, <gasps> so this is like a whole new world. Like, a yeah, it must feel for them like a different planet almost. No, the thing is, we, our sessions are four hours. Like, the thing about it is, we can, If someone's gone through the program, we mm-hmm. can do the overnight. We haven't done the overnights yet uh-huh. because I think the way we, like say in America, what they would do is they bring people into the outdoors for 30 days, yeah. 90 days, and then incorporate them back in to their everyday life. Yes. We thought it's important that literally the four hour session that we're actually learning the skills and then they're bringing it back into their life every kind of day. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's something that we're looking at that we will build up through the program that we will have overnights and we will do expeditions. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think that's definitely a goal for a lot of them. Wow. But that, like, that'll be awesome. I heard, I heard about this, uh, um, programs in America for, for, uh, problem children, mm. like, 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 like kids, like in their teenage years with a problem yeah. with the law and mm. maybe, you know, uh, theft and stuff like that. And they were literally taken for, like you said, for, for seven days, 14 days, you know, yeah. out like completely in the woods and almost kind of left them. And it's very, I was, I was reading like a very interesting observations, how their mind starts It to is, work. And, and, and quite often those kids who have these inclination to break the law and kind mm. of, 
they are they functioning the best and they kind of yeah. finding the channel and they kind of taking this leadership role as, hey this is how we can do this mm. we can, how we can get the wood and we can set yeah, the fire completely. and you kind of taking these these this energy that is normally kind of you know channeled in the wrong way mm. kind of converts like oh so this is how that could work Company. and then something clicks in their it's mind nice. and then they can come back to the to their it's good because you've actually clicked on an interesting point because i suppose when i was looking at setting up new wave like there is the wilderness uh, immersion adventure therapy where as you said you will take a young person and you will just drop them into somewhere for 30 days 15 days whatever it is but i suppose the thing about it is a lot of those young peers, people they're actually just someone arrives at their house they're put in and they're brought, they're transported to an area. So I suppose in a case of, in a way, some of it could be against their will and some of mm-hmm. it could be, you know, a lot of the time, this is the last ditch effect. Like these young people yes. could be in acute units. It could be to kind of save their lives. Mm-hmm. But I suppose what we looked at setting up New Wave, one thing we ask is that the young person, they're willing to engage. So I think it's the way I looked in contrast mm-hmm. to that. If some person has been like taken from a family unit and dropped in the middle of the woods and then you're saying, right, talk to me now about how you're feeling that's going to take a lot of work to build up that mm-hmm. kind of relationship so i think there's there's just two sides of there's the yeah. wilderness immersion and then there's a community kind of based adventure therapy and i suppose with the research what we wanted we went with the intensive outpatient the community initiative yeah. which i think is really really important that people like when you work with a young person that they get to go home at night and to work on those skills because like we were speaking about before like well if you have that chance every day to be kind of applying the practice into what your transferable skills each day you can kind of practice in that and come back and kind of talk about it but if when you're taking someone for 30 days into an area now there obviously there's massive change and there's a massive growth in them but then they're back in on their own and a lot of the kind of drawbacks from a lot of those problems is what are the supports after the program yeah because i suppose yeah. it's you come back and there's it was this part it was great now it's over i'm back to the groove and i think that is a big thing for us because yeah like if i was taking anywhere for 30 days i think it'd be amazing but like say if something happens next week Mm -hmm. what happens and i suppose that's what we looked at that we literally that young person can come and go okay what you said about trying this i've tried it it doesn't work can we try something else so then we try different things where like if someone had been got this immersive therapy and then they're back, then they feel like they're on their own. And I think for us as well as to have that support that when we work with each people to say once a week, then maybe once every two weeks, then once every month. But they know that, and maybe some people it's once every six months now that they know, okay, I have this point of contact where I can kind of meet with Philip and kind of go over what's going on. And then may, sometimes it's just about refreshing what they've already done. And it's about to give them a kind of safe contact and an anchor point. And I think that works a lot, but it's about slowly kind of drawing back and pulling back on the therapy that they are actually on their own, but that they still feel that they have the support, but you kind of need them to be able to do them things themselves, but to have a kind of level of support there as well. Yeah. But like, I think what's important is just to, so and what I always kind of say to any kind of family or young person is just come meet us, see where we work. Even like a lot of young people, they, they kind of might get a brochure and they hear about it and they're like, you know what, this is just another thing. So yeah. that kind of thing. And like a lot of young people we've worked with, they've tried all the things. They've tried every type of therapy. They've tried all the different interventions. They've met every type of person. But all we say is just come along, meet me on a beach, meet me on a thing. The parents normally would drop them off. We'd go for a walk, go for a talk. If it's something that they feel that, okay, this is something I could work with. And then it's, I think that's the point that I sit down and, and then we do the kind of orientation. Then I'll talk with the parents or the 
to whoever has referred and say, look, do you know what? Maybe this isn't the right time or maybe this is it or maybe this might take longer. And the whole thing about us is that you create that engagement. Yeah. But I do ask that the young people kind of, they want to be there. I think okay. that's a big... So, so, this is, so this is important. So, uh, you know, parents who has, a, who has a kid who like don't want to do anything. Yeah. They're probably not a good candidate. For, well, look, it depends. Like what happens is... Because uh, you're not going to be convincing someone to, no. to, to your company, right? Yeah. Well, see, situations like that, I will actually might go to their family home and sit down and talk to the young person. Or it might be something small like we might light a fire in the garden with flint and steel. And then the young people are like, oh, this is a bit different. They were expecting some guy to arrive with a suit. And then I was like, okay, we might go for a surf. Oh, okay. And then they're like, okay, this. And a lot of the young people, hmm. to be fair, they're curious. And young people are curious by nature. Mm-hmm. And I think they're a very good judge a character. So yeah. I think they come and they're like, okay, this is different. And they give me an opportunity to see where we go. And a lot of the time they keep going. And mm-hmm. thank God we keep going. Like, to be fair, we... Uh, If people are interested in what we do, we were very lucky for the awards. We had to do a video and we teamed up with a, a company in Limerick, True Media, who had a good idea mm-hmm. of how we work. And they came out in the sessions with us and they put together this kind of video that we're going to use for the, the European Business Awards. It's like the, the public champion, mm-hmm. which basically means uh, people from all over Europe or all over the world can look at different businesses, see how they work and about getting the message across about what you do. So I suppose you can only say so much to talking, and I suppose a picture says a thousand words, but a video. Yeah. So we created this video, and I think it's it's a good kind of um, example of what we do. And I think it, it showcases Kerry, and I think it kind of showcases of exactly how we work. But I think if people listen to this tonight, and they're like, okay, I kind of have an idea what he's saying, but how it works, maybe just have a look at that. It's three minutes and I think 25 seconds in beautiful mm-hmm. locations to carry. And look, even if you get the locations that you can use yourself to go for a walk or go, mm-hmm. I think that in itself is a positive, but it's on our, uh, it can put a link to your page. Yes, yes. But it, it's we're on gonna, our social media. your page and all the social media. So tell people how to get in touch with you. Yeah, it's just our website is mm-hmm. uh, newwaveadventure.ie or our email is info at newwaveadventure.ie or uh, look, you can give us a call or it's, It's 089-600-8185. Or they can go on to our Instagram or LinkedIn or Facebook and just type just type in New Wave Adventure. You'll find us. Yes. And chance are you'll probably be talking to Jasmine because I'll be off hopefully enjoying the outdoors. The, <laughs> the outdoors. <laughs> Every now and again, you might get chatting to me or, yeah, look, rarely people get to hear my voice. Normally it's, uh, I suppose, Jasmine gets to do a lot of the interviews oh, wow. and talks. So, so, uh, so I appreciate yeah. you're, you're, you're privileged or not. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> people have to listen to me. Yeah. Normally I'm just left to you. And that's actually was an interesting on the video. It's just me working away and it's Jasmine talking. Which yeah. we're taught, like, it's a good balance yeah. because I suppose if you ever ring, it will be Jasmine you get to talk to. And she, look, actually, interesting having, this is it, selfishness. Jasmine's background is education. So yeah. when we're looking at programs, like, she's got a master's in education and aggression management. So everything we look at and curriculum design, so everything we look at is through an educational perspective and a social work perspective. Yeah. So like, see here, I speak and talk with you here for an hour about what I do. Mm-hmm. And this lady is the person who won the Innovation Award in Kerry <laughs> with the Connect Kerry Business Board. So look, to be fair, there's two of us in it and Jasmine mm-hmm. does all the behind the scenes work. She's yeah. like the director of operations. Yeah. I get the nice work. I get to work with nice people every day. <laughs> She gets to uh, send emails and deal with people. So look, that's, but look like any, I suppose, micro business, you have to have every facet covered. 
Yeah. And I suppose that's what we have, I suppose, with Jasmine's background and my yeah. background. But yeah, it's... I, I it's, see, I, I sense that you don't have also, based on everything that we said, you don't have like a, also like a massive pressure to grow, 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 grow the no. business because like you you would lost that connection if you, know what? if you if you you know if you be like a 20 people yeah. operation it would it wouldn't be the same no, as it, it is wouldn't. right now wouldn't it you know when we set up we we got a lot of contact from people around the country and they're like will you set up new wave here will you set up new wave there and we were looking at it as a new business and like it's not you know what new wave is us and i think for us governance mm. is key so like every young person we work with, i work with them and I know that I can sit down with any profession that has referred or any parent and I can look them in the eye and say, this is what's going on for your young person. This is what I've seen and this is what I'm trying to do. So I can, but if I had staff, I, I, I think it depends on, like you can have great staff, but like with any good business, your business is only as good as the staff you have. Mm-hmm. And like the, the, some best staff in the world make or break a business. But for us, I think it's, the key is the quality of what we can deliver. And I suppose we've got a lot of experience and a lot of kind of specialities in what we do. So yeah. for us, we will keep it, myself and Jasmine. Yeah. I don't think we will grow yeah. in any kind of way. Eventually what we might do, Tommy, is maybe do some kind of maybe supervision or maybe kind of bring, like yeah. I was up in the college, they have a great BA in outdoor education, some amazing students there, and maybe bring some of the students on board to kind of show them how I work maybe kind of show mm-hmm. so they can bring on and open up their own kind of little sectors and maybe work with them so that they can set yeah, up their own. That could, that could be a way kind I of, think that kind, was, kind of to start s- setting up those setting little up things that, and that help people, people do, on, do, do their, their own, own thing own. and yeah. maybe kind of show, look, it's from best practice. Yeah. No, this is what we do. And look, we're working kind of closely with uh, AE, which is the Association of Experiential Education in America oh. that will bring over that li- will accredit the practice that will be the first one, like I suppose in Ireland, that will be accredited professional events therapy, which is great then because you have these professionals coming over, looking at what you're doing and kind of going, okay, why do you do this? Why, how do you work? What's your programs? How do you assess? What are your indicators? All the stuff that's really, really important behind the scenes stuff, but just knows that mm. there is quality to your product, which yeah. is, is really like, it's really important to have passion, but it has yeah. to be grounded in something. Yeah. And ours is grounded in professional social yeah. work. But yeah, hopefully we'll and get... You said you're certainly not lacking in passion. <laughs> no, it's a, it's something we love. And it's something yeah. I really, really enjoy. And look, every day my office is the outdoors. Yeah. I get to go outside in beautiful carry and all over Ireland. And, and I think this is what's right. Yeah. Because like you, you would eventually, you would spend all your time managing people, right? Yeah, you, you wouldn't get to do what and you do. And that's not what I want. <laughs> like it's not for us. It's not about setting up this massive company. It's about setting up a quality company that delivers a proper, really, really quality intervention for young people. And that's why we set it up. I've seen there's so many different things get set up. And I suppose for us, governance is important. And I know, and that's why we set up the way we did, that I had kind of complete control, myself and my wife, over how we work, why we work like that, and that we have the final say in what's actually going on in our programs. And I think that's really important. Yes. And I think we can oversee exactly what's going on. So look, as I said, New Wave, I, if it's grown, it just will be a case that we will be maybe working with young people around the country. Like I said, when I started, that I would work with young people all over the country, and like it's, I'm only limited by my creativity. And mm-hmm. as long as I have a green space or a blue space, now I've been pinned to my collar. I've been everywhere. <laughs> I've been up in like the tip of Donegal. I've been Wexford. I've been Waterford. I've been Cork. Awesome. I will. But look, as long as there's a space, like we use a lot of the Quiche Forest Parks, which is great. Yeah. But as long as we have a green space or a blue space, we can work. And mm-hmm. so be it, we will. 
But like, mm-hmm. like in the care system, a lot of the young people we've worked with might get transferred to a different care home. They might be in a different foster home around the country. And once you've made that connection attachment, I don't think it would be really fair to say, sorry, you're out of my boundary now. Yeah. So, and like, especially the first thing we kind of say is that we set up this safe space that you trust in what we do and we'll be with you in the journey and then say, sorry, you're outside my, my, yeah, yeah, my, yeah, my yeah. area that'll code. Be, be thing to do. No, I don't think so. I think that's what we do, Tommy. We yeah. make sure that we will travel for the young people we work with. And look, I think when we set up, if there is people that want your service anywhere in the country, yeah. So be, we're actually getting calls, which is <laughs> blow our mind, from people internationally about wellness tourism mm-hmm. and about people coming over from different parts of the world just to actually come wow. to Ireland and to do like intensive wow. events therapy. So that look, yeah. maybe that's another world where some of those you know, tourists would want to do like a yeah. one day and ring up Gary's second day. Well, they, they, should, they should go with you and kind of calm down, like calm down. Well, I've had uh, <laughs> I've had uh, some tourists come over from uh, New Zealand and America mm-hmm. oh. and from China. Who and actually will do a week of intensive work and basically working on themselves, their self awareness, who they are, and it will completely be a. Com- well, we don't do residential, but they will basically book into maybe some BB or hotel in Tralee or in yeah. Kerry, and I'll meet them in uh, outdoor locations around uh-huh. Kerry, and we will do whatever they're working on, and we'll have an intensive week. But okay. yeah, it's look, it's it's Fantastic. a. As I said, everything is individual to the person. So if a person has time restraints or location restraints or whatever it is we will actually see what we can work on for that person. Yes. So is there any final message to, to our listeners? So um, I just think, look, new wave event therapy was set up to make a difference. And I think it certainly is. We can see it in people we work in that like the outcomes are massive. And I think, look, if you have a question or if you have a young person or yourself that you're going through something at the moment, and you've tried conventional therapies or you've tried to, or you know what, even if you just want to ring and ask about what we do, how we do it and how someone can get involved, just give us a call, get in touch. We will meet the person, we meet the family, we'll sit down. And if we, if it's not us, if we're not appropriate for it, or if we, they can't, we will try and pass on to an appropriate service or an intervention. But look, all I say is get in touch first, sit down, have a talk and we can see what we do. And don't let like boundaries like financial restraints be a barrier because like we set up a bursary program we're looking that we'll see with businesses even kind of feed into it because like i think sometimes the people who really really need our intervention they can't afford it and they're not connected with services who can pay for it so Mm. as we always say contact us and we'll see if we can kind of work something out with there's a bursary program there there might be some company that can sponsor a program or look as i say we're 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 only limited by our own creativity contact us and we'll see where we go from there but look, we're, we're here to stay and our, our passion is adventure. There's nobody can question your passion. Philip, I think you're doing very important and amazing job. Uh, so keep doing what you're doing. And thanks a lot for your time. Thanks, Tommy. It's been a pleasure.
You just listened to an archived episode of the Tommy's Outdoors Conservation and Science Podcast. I invite you to take a moment and listen to one of the most recent episodes. I'm sure you'll enjoy it.